out of control, I'm out of control Out the park, park centerfold Yeah, hard to say, overload Ain't no parking space, on the road Yeah, I'm out of control, I'm out of control Out the park, park centerfold Yeah, say your breath, I'm too cold Yeah, devil hate me, wanna take my soul Yeah, I am just a source of what you stole I'm about to knock it out the park Yeah, centerfold yeah, hard to say. Yo, 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 what's good, what's happening, we back, brand new episode 3 from the rain, episode 104, uh, a lot of them joints in this bitch, this your boy Chris J, glad to be back, got the boy Trust Yo. and we got Tyler on here, first time of 2021, so you know, we had to bring the boy back. It was happening everybody, glad to be back. Alright, we all here, we all present, it's snowing outside of Chicago again, I don't know why, but hey, fuck it. But, before we get into this show, make sure you search your Tweaking Media on Teespring, copy some merch, we got hoodies, long sleeves, t-shirts, cop you one, Valentine's Day is coming up, cop one for your gal, gal, cop for your nigga, because Valentine's Day goes both ways, if it don't go both ways in y'all relationship, then leave that bitch immediately. Um, but... And forgive me if you think I and forgive me if, if I refer to your girl as a bitch and you got offended. It'd be that way sometimes. But let's go ahead and get into this show. Uh, let's do basketball first. It's been a minute since we did basketball first, and it's a lot of stuff that happened this past week in excuse me in the league. Um, I know last week I said we're gonna focus on the Clippers, and I think I said Philly. Yeah. So it works out because we all have watched the Clippers, and primarily because they did play the Nets. I did watch a couple more games of, with the Clippers. Uh, let me give a current status update of what's going on with them niggas. They can pull up the NBA app with their current record of sorts. Um, let's see. As of right now, the Clippers are top. Yeah, they, they are second in the uh, West, 17-6. Uh, uh, so they're second in the West, Lakers in third, but just by one ga- game and a half. Well, Clippers are in good positioning. Uh, they do have Paul George is in the MVP running, uh, currently averaging like a 50, 50, 40, close to 50, 50, uh, 90 right now. He's close to 50, 50, 90. At one point he was at 50, 50, 90, but, uh, couple bad shooting nights have put him down but he is still in that conversation (laughs) because i think right now he's averaging 48 percent from three which is ridiculous really good shooting 50 percent from the field as well so the man's a walking bucket playing really fishing basketball Kawhi's starting to get in his groove as well he's currently having a 50 40 90 season we'll have a dialogue about that in a second about i think the amount of players currently in 50 40 90 territory um so, and as a whole, like the Clippers, like I've watched them previously for the past week and and like I haven't like seriously watched them since the Lakers game, but the, the stuff that I've seen from them, they look like a more cohesive team. They are, I would definitely say they're a more cohesive team. Ibaka uh, gives them like a lot of vers- versatility in the front court, which really helps them out a lot. I think he's starting right now. 
and Nicholas Batum is probably one of the biggest pickups for them. Batum has been really hooping consistently. Even while I don't watch the Clippers and I look at the box score, but Batum consistently has strong stats and look like he affects the game for them a lot. He does all the little things that you need them to do, and I like that. Um, it's just primarily like for me, they really need a point guard still. They like you. They need a point guard. Yeah. I know Pat Bev is hurt right now, but to me that ain't mean that don't mean nothing because even then you still need somebody who actually play making the starting lineup. Paul George technically is the primary point guard, but to me, me personally, that's going to affect them come playoff time because yeah, you're one of your best players have the ball at all times, but he's never going to have rest without the ball either. So definitely agree. Yeah, especially since he's not technically like a play like he's not playmaking first like LeBron is. And using that as a comparison, so I I like I still hope they do. I strongly hope they uh, chase after Lonzo. I've heard they're interested in Derrick Rose, but Derrick Rose yet yeah, is a playmaker, but he's not as much of a facilitator, and they need more of a facilitator. At, in the point guard position, then they need somebody who can. It's just another person to score. And Derrick Rose, right. at this point in his career, is an upgrade from Lou Will. Lou Will is a disappearing act. <laughs> I don't know what Lou Will has done at all all season. Like he yeah, is, is a, like I don't know where that man is on the court. Sometimes it's it's he misses Montrez Harrell or age has finally caught up with him. So I feel bad for Lou Will. But what I've seen from the Clippers, I like they. Like they're clearly like a better team right now, but the still the dialogue will always be come playoff time. What is Paul George and the others will do? So uh, those are my initial thoughts on the Clippers. So uh, my initial thoughts is real similar to Chris. It's funny. I was watching that Brooklyn game, and it's not the first time I watched the Clippers, but it's one of the first time I was watching them unbiasedly. So I was watching them to see if I didn't care if they win or lose. Most of the time, I want to see them lose because it's kind of funny. Uh, I hate watching basketball like that. When teams I, like when teams get so hyped up, sometimes I tend to, to like kind of see an upset. Same thing with like Brooklyn. Brooklyn got three stars on there. So to go into every game saying, "Oh man, Brooklyn gonna win," it's kind of boring. What's the point of watching it? So watching those games in the eyes of them niggas probably lose makes the game much much better. Um, Cause sometimes them niggas probably lose. Uh, Clippers are different though. Uh, you can tell they got a little bit more chemistry, even though I still think last year saying they chemistry problem was a fluke. Cause you still changed your roster, and you playing really, really freaking good. Like you changed the roster, you got rid of a big piece in Montrez. Montrez was a huge piece, and you added um, folks from Detroit. Uh, he, uh, white folks. Uh, Luke Kennard out. And he didn't play against the Nets. I think he's dealing with like a nagging injury. Probably. Um, you still get people like Luke Kennard. You 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 get people like um, Serge Ibaka, uh, who's getting him like into the orchestrated into the offensive side. Is probably be Will Harder. I don't care if you did have Montrez last year. He ain't Montrez offensively. So. Yeah. Having them, having those pieces come in, and uh, Nicholas Batum have to integrate them in the offense. That's chemistry issues, regardless. But y'all playing really good. I think they're utilizing their stars really well. I don't see it 
being extremely effective in the playoffs, depending on how Ty Lue does it. Ty Lue is used to say, give the ball to X great player here in the playoffs and let them do what they got to do. So he has a chance of doing it twice because he got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But Kawhi is not a person who's going to stay in the game for 45 minutes. We see it all the fucking time. It's kind of like a Lakers game Braun. seven type situation. Lakers Braun not staying in the game for the whole game either. He should I would sit down beginning on the second uh, and beginning on the fourth or whatever time Braun sit down. Um, but also, uh, it's it's cool to see that Tyron Lewis taking what Doc Rivers did on on defense, but he, he's making the offense way better. Uh, they three point shot has gotten really good. Yeah, I think it's they're great. like they think they shoot like over forty or close to fifty percent from the corner. Yeah, reason because of that is he's integrating certain pieces to the offense to work well. He's integrating that Morris better than Doc Rivers did. That that Brooklyn game, that Morris twin almost saved them. G, he was balling towards the yeah, end. He was... Marcus Morris cost me money. <laughs> Boy, you better quit. Boy, you better stop uh, sports betting from them Greek niggas from the wire you be at your door. Look, man, the fan doing sport <laughs> app is the worst thing that ever happened to my life. Because literally, just seeing <laughs> that I could turn possibly two dollars, and I'm just gonna say the bet real quick. I think it was if I put, I think five dollars if Marcus Moore scores more than twenty points. Score thirty. If he scored twenty like plus, I would have got like that. That five dollars would turn to forty five. Nigga, come on, man. <laughs> I'm good. Hey. I'm not into that. Good, nah, man. Nah, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, Donald Trump this Sunday for the Super Bowl, nigga. <laughs> we all going We all get it in on this, nigga. We all. We I got, all. Man, I got. I got. I got 99 problems in the sports bet. Ain't one. <laughs> but, uh, ain't gonna be one. Exactly. Uh, but um, no, just it's really it's a really good team. Like no hate. I one. Fuck everybody who said, oh, where's this side? It's all signing out against Paul George. We particularly slandered that nigga in the playoffs. Last year, Paul George played well off of Kawhi Leonard. They played really fucking good. Same thing with fucking Westbrook. Nobody slandered Westbrook in the beginning of the season. Niggas who religiously watched Rockets game knew, all right, this nigga going to shoot us out the playoffs. It happened. Exactly. Niggas who watching these games here right now, are, are, are looking at Paul George and saying, yeah, he's having a good regular season. Like, damn near every star player on their team is having right now a good-ass regular season. The rest, some of these niggas had. You got to think about it. Paul George came off of an upset loss in a nice long summer. You think he ain't about to be in a lab perfecting his fucking game after getting mean to hell, having a nice summer, and being able to come into the league fresh off of injury? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. <laughs> like he go have a good game, so niggas like him. He at the he at the echelons of judge by playoffs. Paul George has amazing seasons. He have enough. Seasons, he have enough seasons to particularly have an argument of why he should be a Hall of Famer, and that's not a cap. So there's no there's no fucking reason why why we why is everybody dead silence on him. Well, he played for the Los Angeles fucking Clippers. Hey, J- the bomber, move that fucking team. <laughs> like, you're not going to get max press coverage when you are literally the janitors to the goddamn CEO, which is the Lakers. You're not going to get it. Niggas talking about Jared Dudley book more than they talking about you. 
So there's no way that you ever going to get the press that you think you deserve. Eric Dudley got a book out? Yes. Yeah. He has a book. Apparently, that was a lot of conversation, which is stupid. Jared Dudley, better stay humble. Oh, by y'all. the way, the book is free oh, just if you got Amazon it. Prime. It's free if you got Amazon Prime. You're not going to read that shit. What the fuck am I listening to Jared <laughs> Dudley for? This is how you be a locker room guy? I'm not in sports. So, like, fuck I here for? I rock with Jared Dudley, but I'm not about to read you slander Paul George off. Like, what is this motivates us, my nigga? What you was massaging Bron when when we was when we all heard Paul George was going? What is this us thing? You weren't in the fields. At all. You were not. You was a locker room guy to jail them together. That's not a problem. I think every locker room needs that. But to say that this motivated us, you talk about as a Lakers team, you are not part of that us. Yeah, you got some good practices with them niggas, but when it came to putting shots in the hole, when it came to actually playing, we're not. An integral part to the Tim winning the chip at all. When they beat the Clippers that one time or two times, whenever they beat the Clippers, you were not part of that us. So and Paul I- George averaged about twenty seven against all them games, by the way. So you definitely didn't help stop him in any way. Paul George absolutely balled when he came to that. He always balled when he goes to LeBron. Um, let me pause this game for I fucking lose to these no name ass niggas. Uh. Well, long story short, to get off of the Clippers, uh, I think there's a major team. I actually, hot take. Honestly, I like them a lot better than I did last season. It's either I don't I don't know if the Jazz like slow down. I do not like how, and this is why we like it's hard to judge teams right now because I don't know if anybody else noticed, but these schedules are easy for star teams, bro. You look up, bro. You see Bron have to just going against Atlanta. Going, these are the two. These two games: the Celtics game and the game in which they're going against Denver are the only times they really and, and Philly they went against Philly. Philly. Them three games is the only times you really was going to be like, are they going to get some real niggas? All those other games been against somebody like Dallas or. Somebody like fucking. They was on a nine game win streak at one point. On the and road. They on the road. On the road. They were on the road. Same thing with like Brooklyn. Now we want to talk about Brooklyn because they're gonna become the future fucking Lakers of this podcast. You, they, they. People say, oh, they're six and three or six and four since acquiring James Harden. Most of oh, the Rockets they went against. Most of those teams they went against are absolutely ass. Like, I give you that win against Brooklyn, but you went against a Miami Heat team that literally relied solely on Bam, and you almost lost. Bam. And then you, like, there's, so it's hard to judge these teams. Like, when you look at the Clippers before the, the or before or either after the Nets game, of course they're going to get back on the win column because they go against Cleveland right after that or Cleveland right before that. So it really didn't fucking matter when it comes to their record because they got these easy-ass games. Uh, so like like teams like the fucking Miami Heat, them niggas been going through the fucking gauntlet without Jimmy Butler, bro. <laughs> they yeah, they had, I think they went what, right one in four the last month, one in five. Like they went, they had a bad record at one point. But last they had month. a bunch. Uh, they had some players out with COVID, well, COVID protocol too. Yeah, so that, and, they, and, they, and they also went through the motherfucking gauntlet. Yeah, in yeah. terms of the people they went against, it wasn't like no regular fucking teams either. But um, yeah, shout out to the Clippers. You will rarely ever hear me say that on this podcast because it's the motherfucking Clippers. No hate towards them, but it's the motherfucking Clippers. 
but yeah, shout out to that. Yeah, uh, Tyler, uh, you wanna say your thoughts on the Clippers? Um, y'all pretty much said it all. The only thing I would say is I have a bit more faith in them, at least current, at least currently. But again, like we don't really judge them until you know play until around playoff time. But I would say. No, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that take for a later day. But y'all pretty much said it. You know, they look good right now. They're you know, they're in a good spot for where they're going. So Alright, cool. So let's go ahead and talk about the Clippers versus Nets game in itself. So that was a really exciting game to watch. That was a fun game to watch from start to finish. Um the Clippers look really good. They didn't have Pat Bev. Um, in that game, so it would it makes you wonder how well if he would have dictated whether or not Kyrie was going to send whoever they guard to God. But once again, I've been saying I think this has been a problem since last year. They have a horrible time guarding guards. A horrible time. It's not two K where it's easy to protecting the fucking lead. They can't protect the lead. Who saved their motherfucking life unless it's the Lakers. Yeah. And even then, sometimes they trick it off to the Lakers and the Lakers just trick it off back because they're like, we just want you to know we can come back. <laughs> That's the funny thing with the Lakers. We just want to let you know we can come back. Have fun. All right. But, um, but yeah, they, they, that's, and once again, that goes to why I feel like they need to call the Pelicans for a specific light skin beige nigga uh, with the last name Ball who probably needs a good change of scenery because I just don't like the way Stan Van Gundy uses him. Um, but that's a different subject for a different podcast, for well, a different episode of the pod. But they should definitely be on the phone for that nigga because regardless how you feel about his streaky shooting, Lonzo can still playmate and he can and guard defend. and defend his ass off. He is still a... And he's an upgrade height-wise from, from Paul, I mean from... From Pat Bev and Lou Will, he's six six and he's lanky. Yeah, he's so. literally six six and that, and he still guards point guards and the shooting guard well. So that helps you in most most of the contending teams in the that you will see in the second round. And if you possibly see Luca again, not to say Luca's gonna shut Lonzo down, but six six versus six seven is a lot better than six two guarding six seven. So just throwing that out there. Um, but Kyrie went the hell off, literally danced them niggas to, uh, to the, uh, to the moon and back and fourth quarter wise, KD just stated his dominance. He did not, he did not care who Kawhi Leonard was. He said, I'm sending you to God. You want to know why he didn't care who Kawhi Leonard was? Cause Kawhi guarded him twice. I could have sworn I seen him guard him more than that. I think I was looking it up. Either in that fourth quarter alone or the whole entire game, I can't. I I, I wish I could find a tweet, but out of the whole game, I said out of the two possessions Kawhi guarded him, KD was two for two or some shit like that. But mm. KD didn't miss a shot. Mm. Out of the possessions KD guarded Kawhi, I think Kawhi was shooting yeah. less than thirty percent. Yeah, I know KD sent that man to God. Uh, either way, whoever was guarding KD in that fourth quarter got drugged. Um, 
But I think I learned I, I think I learned more from the Nets than I did for the Clippers in this game. Uh the Nets can turn it on defensively when they want to. I hate that they have that switch. I really hate the switch, matter of fact. I, I hate that shit with a passion. But once again, for the, with them, my question is, can you sustain it for a seven-game series? That's my only question because at the end of the day, when it comes to playing the Nets, your job is to – their job is can you – Outscore beat, can, you. Can you outscore – can you race us to 120? If you can score 120 before we do, you might win. If you score 120 with us, we might go to overtime. Someone's losing, though. But 150 points is going to be scored if it gets to overtime. This, the freaking final scores for the next games be disgusting. Um, but I really – like, I think I learned more for the Nets that they are capable uh, – I will say this. I have no problem with Harden defensively. And, like, I think people's going to respect it more uh, over time that Harden has showed himself he can be a solid defender. And I think with the his current role with the team where he knows his job is to play make, which he's – I think he looks the most comfortable, more comfortable than I thought he would be, it allows him to be able to focus, okay, I could be a, a solid defender. At very best, like I ain't gonna say he's gonna sit there and see Jimmy Butler and say I'm gonna lock your ass up, but Harden has grew to be a solid defender and not to be cooked. Kyrie, on the other hand, still, <laughs> God bless. But I think the defensive, like in a seven game series, that defense getting exposed. Yeah, and I'm not saying no. This is not saying they will lose that seven game series. That's different. Because a five power, if, if if KD can just literally average twenty five, and you can get, he's gonna average more than twenty five. So let's say twenty seven. If KD can you average twenty seven, <laughs> that's that's a good twenty seven. But if Kyrie can do that consistently in the fourth quarter, if you could do that out of the three games out of the four, my nigga, if you could do that out of the two games out of the four, that team is almost impossible to beat. Yeah, what Kyrie did to that fucking Clipper squad in that fourth quarter. It was, it was something wrong. of magic. It was wrong. There was not a layup I saw that I thought wasn't going to go in. The threes, maybe. But the motherfucking floaters and layups and fucking jellies. Yeah. When he got underneath the underneath the free throw line, it was bucket, bucket, bucket. It was, it was crazy. Niggas was like, man, he might be the best finisher in the league. And we was like, oh, man, he's better finisher. He's been one of the best finishers in the league. I, talked about, yeah. no, I was talking about what the commentator said. Oh. They said he is the best un, under the basket finisher in the league. And I thought to myself, wait, hold on. There's got to be somebody better than Kyrie. And I thought to myself, did I realize it? There's no one better than Kyrie. And the second best nigga is on his fucking team. Exactly. That's fucking crazy if they can get the production. I would say it's what something Harden is doing of him literally saying, I'm a, he became the Chris Bosh in this situation, even though Kyrie shouldn't have been a Chris Bosh. But hey, look. Harder became Chris Bosch. He ain't doing the unbreak the the broken Harden moves, which is cool. Which he he has when he, he can do it when he wants to. Yeah, he can. No no cap. He definitely can, but he hasn't been doing it consistently. And that's what's up. People don't want to talk about it. Even though Harden they give you forty, them joints lost two fucking games. I uh, just threw an alley to the fucking air. Um, when it comes to 
when it comes to him playmaking, he's been doing good. Him and DeAndre Jordan on the court while Durant and Kyrie resting, it's fucking crazy, bro. Like you, he getting DeAndre buckets. For now. DeAndre in basketball years is like fucking 46. And he a big, so he like 52. So getting him up and stuff like that is, is, is really a style that I like the Nets. I just want to see them motherfuckers lose because I hate when the deck is stacked. The deck is stacked. I just do. I like I am one of the people who believe that that the Miami Heat was a dream team. I mean not a dream team, uh, a super team for one or two years. Every year after that, that was LeBron James and corpses and Chris Bosch. But Dwayne Wade and that mm-hmm. bench itself for like two or three people? PTO Wade, nigga. PTO Wade. So I but but teams like the fucking Warriors, you want to see fucking lose. Cause that's the difference. Chris Boss was amazing. Dwayne Wade, champion. LeBron James, second best player of all time. Them on the team, yeah. You you think they fool? But KD and the two best shooters of all time don't have to talk about that shit no more. That shit ain't fucking fair. Now you're looking at KD with two of the best fucking I don't even know what the fuck to call these niggas, bro. If you want to go in 2K turns, two of the best shot creators in a fucking league. Isolation players on top of that. Scores all together. <laughs> if they two of the yeah. best ISO players, guess who the fucking third? Fucking KD. So <laughs> if you got three of the best ISO players in the fucking league, she. All right. On top of having the. I, even though I would say KD is the third ISO, best ISO player, he's still the best. He's literally a top. As far as scoring, like his repertoire and his skill, he's a top five scorer all the time. He's top three, yes. probably. Top three? Well, Kobe, and you could put Jordan before him. So you can't say top three. But. Well, I'm it, saying just based on, and like, skill actually, and stuff. And now, if you want to say, if you want to say, so you can, you can, you can differentiate scorers in two terms. Right. You can talk about niggas who get straight motherfucking buckets, and you're talking about. I need you to put a bucket in the basket. Are you gonna get it for me? KD is probably KD top five. KD falls on the both. Yeah, but KD probably like top five, top three in the. I need you to get me a bucket category. That's the place you can put yeah. like the Bronze, the, the Jordan, definitely the Kobe's, and for the niggas who watch all the Wilt Chamberlain's play, Wilt Chamberlain's. But <laughs> when you talk about just pure like apps and now like. You probably don't give me a bucket in the fucking clutch because you shot all fucking day and they triple team you at this point. But through the whole game until the last two minutes, you got fucking fucking 50 or 40 on any given night. Harden is way better than him at doing that. Way fucking better. Now, can I say KD can't do it? I don't fucking know. KD ain't that type of player. You know what I'm saying? He never was that type of right, player. Right, because he's, he's an efficient. Like, KD can score in volume, but he cares more about being efficient. So I, I see where you're coming from. And he's, and Harden. He's, and he's rhythm-based. I don't think Harden is rhythm based. Like Harden's just gonna say fuck it, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. smoke you. If my if my step back three ain't working, I'm gonna get this fucking foul and maybe an and one. If that ain't working, I'm gonna go back to my step back. If that ain't working, fuck it. And I'm about to change these three for And this the inter- the interesting yeah, he, he thing just about had a trick up his sleeve for everything. Yeah, and but the interesting thing about Harden this season, at least since he's been with the Nets, this nigga's actually shooting mid ranges again. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's shooting mid ranges. He's actually cutting to the hoop. He's playing a lot smarter, which once again goes back to the 
I feel like he's one of the smartest basketball players in the league. But Harden has really, this is like probably leaving the Rocket system has made at least the Dan Tony system. You know, Dan Tony's his assistant coach, but it's a difference. Ain't no coach on that fucking team. Only time the coaches actually coaches is when a fucking bench out there, and that's barely because they don't have a fucking bench. Ain't no coach on that team. Like, tell me what Steve Nash is doing with that team that's amazing that any other coach can't do. Making sure they make sure them niggas get to one twenty as soon as possible. Like, there's nothing. Like, there's nothing that Steve Nash is doing that's like I ain't gonna call him like he ain't coaching because coaching is much more than calling plays. But I mean, when it comes to like play calling and shit like that, you got some of the three of the greatest players in this fucking league. All I don't know. It's very the top ten changes almost every fucking day at this point. But arguably, all top ten players. Oh my God. There, 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 what the fuck? There is a, a. I'm sorry, I hate 2K, but there is a, 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 a sense that why do what plays do I have to call for these niggas? Like it's basically saying, find a way to get open or mix these motherfuckers up. All right, break. Let's go play some ball. That's it, bro. You don't, you don't do anything else. All right, y'all get defended really fucking well. Guess who's open? Gerald Green. He can make one of them bitches. And Gerald Green has been playing good the past two games. And Joe Harris been balling too. I think Joe Harris had a 30-point game. Been playing really good. Joe Harris low-key probably one of the best defenders on their fucking team right now, bro. Like, and that's not a cap, bro. Like, he, he doesn't. Him, him, he he has like, moments where he gets sauced, but he also doesn't get sauced too often. Not anymore. Like I said, he playing like an Alex Caruso type. Like he doing some of that fucking dirty that. work. I won't put him on Caruso though. Caruso, like Caruso, bro, I'm watching it, bro. I watched the games in which they played against Cleveland. I don't want to talk about that Washington game because that was just a nasty fucking game. That game. game was hilarious. <laughs> but I watched. I watched a lot of the Nets game. I low key watch more Nets game right uh, at the moment than I watch Lakers game. Same. And that's not a cap. Same. Uh. Just because with the Lakers, some of that sometimes that shit is really boring because they're slogging, and uh, I hate teams that fucking loses leagues like that. And the Lakers are one of them. It's every LeBron James team just fucking lose the league like that. All right, Tyler, peace out. But um, when when I see uh, Brooklyn, I look at Joe Harris, and I see this nigga actually playing a fucking passing lane. Getting dirty. Now, is he stopping the Kawhis? Is he stopping the Paul George? Hell no. Nah. He giving trouble to Lou Will. He fucking up Nicholas Batum a tad bit. So, I would give it to the Caruso spot. Because Caruso ain't fucking stopping nobody either. He just being a really good fucking pest. So, yeah. That's my take on Joe Harris. I, I have no take on DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan is being... If they can find a way, I don't think the money works at all. And if it does, you playing with G Leaguers. But if they can find a way, no, nah, it can work. But I don't think that's happening. To get Drummond on that team by this time or next year. Now, next year, yes. This uh, year, no. The reason I can say he most likely can be on that team this year is Cleveland got enough money to buy him out. But I don't think Cleveland. That fucking dumb to yep. buy Drummond out when Look. he when Drummond is probably the most valuable trade asset right now. Exactly. I'm not counting Bradley Bill. 
like Bill. you're exactly. He's probably if Bradley Bill probably ain't getting traded until he legit says I want out. He ha- and he just recently said I don't want out. Drummond is an asset, and if you're Cleveland, regardless what happens with Drummond, he's an asset. You can get pieces for this nigga. Multiple. You get picks, whatever. You still have Jared Allen, Javale, and and Javale. You could buy out Javale. Like I like, and I I think I've tried multiple times. There's no way to get Drummond to the Nets. The Clippers have a better chance. The Clippers have a good chance. I think Portland can make it work. I know this is. I think I, I told I talked to Tyler about this in private, but I said, if you if I'm the Bulls, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, well. you like you're in the you you like even though they're a little bit below five hundred, you can sneak into the playoffs and drum it like Chicago, that benefits the team in itself. So they're just throwing that out there. But drumming to the Nets this year is pretty damn tough, and I don't think nobody's gonna want to work out a multi-team trade again with that with that team, at least. So, but yeah. So um, let's get to move on. Let's go ahead and talk about Philly. Uh, Philly has been hooping. Philly looks really good. They finally got the whole. I think the whole team is back now after uh, dealing with protocols, COVID protocols. So Seth Curry's back. They look really freaking good. But above all, Joel Embiid looks amazing. Um, like, what was it? That was last week when they beat the Lakers. Looked good in that uh, game. And the other, and even the games I do pay attention to them, like even, even briefly on league pass, they just look so freaking good. And, and it's like offensively, they look better. Um, like defensively, they still one of the best teams in the league. Like last year, it was easy to sit there and say they were one of the better teams defensively. Last year, this year, they still up there. Um, to me, they, they yeah they still up there. Uh, yeah, they still up there. Um, because you still got Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons run the perimeter, Embiid runs the paint. And even when Embiid's not on the court, you have Dwight freaking Howard. And Matisse Thybulle is a really good defender. Tobias Harris is solid. Seth Curry is a, a okay defender. He's um. Like, you don't really have no bad defenders on your team. So, it was the main thing was, can we get the offense flowing with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid on the court at the same time? Now, it took Ben Simmons to probably sacrifice field goal attempts in the process, but Doc Rivers telling that man, I need you to be Draymond on steroids, was probably the best thing for him because even though he's not aggressively looking for his shot, when he does show signs of being aggressive, because he was aggressive against the Lakers, <laughs> he was aggressive when they said, "Hey, I'm coming at your ass, LeBron." He it, it, the flashes show, and it, and then it mess up with the flow of the offense. And Tobias Harris is going to continue to uh be a strong second option. They straight, like they're straight because you can. I'm not gonna sit there and say they could lock up the Nets or they could sit there and lock up the well they do a good lock up the Celtics, but you can score with them while also making big plays defensively and capitalize off of it. So I like what I see from Philly is really good. Doc Rivers did uh, doing his thing once again with Doc Rivers though. We need you to uh, take it take it all the way to the top, which means finals. 
Because don't um, waste a Joel. My thing is don't waste a Joel MVP season, G. Do not waste it. Please don't. So that's all I got to say. You know, I agree. Doc Rivers literally got to say it's literally finals a bust for him. Uh, for that team, it's not for that team. It's a lot of things that that team. It's a lot of te- things that that team is going to be able to do well coming off this year. Mm-hmm. I mean that this year is not successful. Ben Simmons is a very amazing asset, right? Niggas, mm-hmm. I just fucking lost to this team. I swear something's going Never playing a game in the podcast again. Just fucking lost as soon as the shit started. Um, but uh, Ben Simmons is an amazing asset. You have you have things like Seth Curry, who you can either keep or you can turn to another amazing asset. You have you you got a lot to work with. Say for instance, if things go bad. But the great thing about what's going on right now, I don't think it's going bad. Um, their biggest test is not even going to be the Brooklyn Nets. Would that be the best series they have? Yes. But their biggest test will always be the Boston Celtics because they forever have Joel Embiid's number. Even though he's played well against them so far in the regular season. But he's they always well. got Joel Embiid's number. Until Joel Embiid said himself, we're not even rivals if they keep beating us. It is what it is. Um, now, as the way the team plays, Tobias Harris is having a Paul George S season in which he proving niggas wrong. Um, even though it's funny how pages that are the main ones disrespecting him be the ones saying, oh, where the noise at now? When y'all the niggas are the ones who show his fucking stats whenever he get done off the court. Like, we give a fuck about what the hell Tobias Harris is doing. So, I find it cool that that's the thing. Um, also, uh, the... Doc Rivers is being a major coach, but let's also who who they they got Daryl Morey as their GM now, right? No, he's the uh, VP of basketball operations. Elton Brand is still the GM. Okay, them two together made a really good fucking team. Yeah, neither yeah. one is scared to make a move. Both are like very bold. Like they 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 ain't scared to make moves. And they was willing to trade James Harden. I mean, to trade for James Harden while Daniel and Ben Simmons. So it's not like they're not at a win now moment with Philly. I think it's a lot of teams at a win now moment, but um, this uh, this team is a really good team, uh, and I'm all that just to say this: Joel and B is leading the MVP race. That should be a fact. Yes. If you was to say the five people right now, it would be Joel and B, Jokic, Braun because of the better record. Then KD, who was four. And then five would be Paul George. Those five right there, I think, should be at a case MVP. Not giving it to Steph Curry and the Warriors, because even though they smacking the fucking Mavs right now, the team hey, ass. I literally, once I started the pod, I turned around and turned back around. So, Not giving it to Bradley Bill, because they literally just now went in three or four games. <laughs> no talk about that. Kyrie had a sabbatical in the middle of the fucking season. And Kawhi Leonard would never play more than three games. Kelly Oubre gave them 40. He gave them what? Kelly Oubre dropped 40 on their ass. 
shooting 14 for 21. Huh? After this dialogue about the Mavericks, real quick. Yeah. Because uh, wrestling, the only thing we got to talk about is the Royal Rumble. But let me finish it with this. Joel Embiid, this should be his MVP season. Even though I don't know if he is a sexy pick just yet, like a Bron or a KD or even a Jotic. If Jotic keep playing like the way he's playing, I wouldn't be surprised if he be the, 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 the nigga with the MVP trophy at the end of the day. But um, he, sh- he should, logically speaking, off just stats, playing, record, even though he in the East, but he is by far, leaps and bounds, have the best team in the East. Should be MVP. So. Yeah, like to me is no argument. Like he's consistently shown up, even in big games. He's shown up, like the Lakers game. I know I keep bringing up, but he looks good. I believe when they played the Bucks, looked dominant. Played the Heat, sent Bam to God. So, uh, when he saw uh, the Celtics, I know we, the Celtics give that nigga drugs, gave them the drugs. So, if it's like this is the best Embiid has played, he looks as key with me with Embiid is always stay healthy. So like clearly they're doing a good job, not uh over like uh not loading him up too high on minutes. Shot Doc Rivers on that end, but he did. But Doc Rivers has a, does a good job with managing minutes. He did a good job with Kawhi. Um, but he looks dominant. Like where I like there's like he. Like, he's still using his full skill set. Like, the man is playing all three levels as a big, which is freaking ridiculous. But he's still looking really strong defensively. He's putting forth effort. There's not a moment where I sit there and be like, oh, he's hiding offensively just to let somebody else cook. Like, he knows he's the best player. He's accepting the double teams, triple teams, and he's making sure, regardless, the offense flows through him and out of him, whether he scores or not. And it's benefiting everybody. It's benefiting Seth Curry. It's benefiting Tobias Harris a lot. It's benefiting Ben Simmons because he's able to just play his role. Play his role perfectly. It's benefiting the bench uh, and all of that. So I I really am proud of Joel Embiid as a huge Embiid uh, fan that I am. I'm happy to see him do his thing. He's definitely my MVP uh, with no hesitation. At least in the first quarter of the season. Uh, so, shout out to Philly. Keep doing y'all thing. Uh, like, y'all, like, just once again, it's with once again with Philly, it's more like a prove me in the playoffs thing. Even though last year was just a weird season for them, but it still proved me in the playoffs that this can work. And just as of right now, offensively, I feel like it should. I think they still should add a shooter. I've heard that they're trying to bring J.J. Reddick back because the Pelicans are shopping him. If you can bring J.J. Reddick back without losing to Seth Curry or nobody important in rotation or Shake Milton, you straight. Hey, time out. We got to reset everything we said about the Sixers. Wow. They just got their ass mopped by bases. No name. Mopped. Mopped. Damn, it be that way sometimes. Hey, and B had 37, so I keep my word about him. Everybody else, though, damn, Ben Simmons didn't play. Nah, Ben Simmons got a calf problem. 
Hey, so like I said, everybody else getting bars but uh, Joel and B. But shout to uh, Corkmoss getting 13 off the bench. But, <laughs> but hey, it happens sometimes. Look, niggas going to lose. Freaking Lakers got freaking jabbed by Blake Griffin had a season game. His best game in a whole freaking year in, in freaking Blake Griffin hoop. So, folks just ripped his jersey. He might not be here, beat on that team by the trade down line. I'm serious. He really once just again, his any team that takes. Let, let me read Blake Griffin's contract real quick, and then we'll move on. Hold on. I want to read Blake Griffin's contract because this he has arguably among healthy players right now. Let's put it that way: among healthy players, because. You can still make a case for Clay, but it's hope for Clay because everybody else is coming back from Achilles with minimal problems. But as of right now, Blake Griffin this year is making $36.5 million. While he's giving you 12 fucking points. Forgive me for cussing. But gee, I'm not paying. And getting rid of probably a minimum of three players for no Blake Griffin. He's not going to defend. He clearly don't want to rebound. And he don't want to play offense. He wants to shoot. He hasn't dunked yet. <laughs> hey, bro, his kneecaps, man, they ain't the same. Bro, look, man. Look, it's Nick KD coming off of Achilles, and he he's out there booming niggas, G. Excuses can't honor it, and then the next season, which he will opt in for this. Co- oh, oh well, I thought he had. His, I thought they said fifteen percent trade kicking. I was about to say, yo, this nigga full of shit. But the next season, he gets paid thirty nine million dollars. No, I'm not <laughs> trading it. Let that uh, uh, look, Blake. I love you, bro. You, you're a great player, even though you, yo. Your 2K version yourself always give me fucking drugs. But you are not worth $40 million in me trading a rotation. Because you're trading a rotation for him. No. No. There's no team that would take that. Unless you literally know. Unless Blake Griffin literally whispers to the other gym like... Yeah, man, I'm just trying to get the fuck up out of here, man. You know what it is. Even then, I need to know. I need, like, I legit need to see a week straight of him hooping like how he did against the Lakers. Before I even take that kind of, take it, take the chance. Even then, what team would take that? None. <laughs> There's none. Kevin Love has more value than that. And Kevin Love can't, can barely play two weeks straight. So, no, I'm not taking that uh, contract. But let's go ahead and briefly talk about the Mavericks. Uh, I'm scared yes. at this point. I'm scared for them niggas, G. Uh, they somehow got worse offensively because I think they had the number one offense last year. They got worse offense. I think they're like middle of the pack in terms of offense. Defensively, even when I was watching, the little I watched from the, uh, I will say the little, but the uh, portion of the Warriors game that I did watch when we started recording, Jesus freaking Christ. Jesus Christ. They had 72 points before the half. And they almost had 100 going to the third. They might have a work. I can't wait to see Brooklyn versus the Mavericks, G. 
That's gonna be a high scoring ass game for no absolutely no reason, G. They you might both literally. They it might be fir first to two hundred in that game, G. <laughs> it's gonna be first two hundred. Uh, but I'm really disappointed. The Mavericks. Luca still looks like Luca, but it's also like that nigga's turning the ball over. Like I think I saw like two two turnovers where he was forcing the ball to like Porzingis or something like that. I know Porzingis just got back like two three weeks ago. So, but he's shown like he's 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 getting healthy. So I'm not really gonna put a lot of pressure on him. But I just don't like how this team's currently constructed. Maybe that's it. Um, I think we also gotta remember that this team was a seventh seed last year. So they we and it's just the fact that the they let the clip that the they took the Clippers to six. And Luca had to play out of his ass while Marcus Morris was trying to run his fade to get two wins. And it probably would have went to seven. Porzingis never got hurt. But once again, we don't know. That's a huge what if. But I'm just really disappointed. Like, I didn't know they, they were going to regress this badly. Maybe Steven Silas was the key. <laughs> Maybe losing Steven Silas was that bad for them. I don't know. But, um... Just everything about that team is just a huge ass disappointment, very huge disappointment. And letting Kelly Oubre, who's struggling offensively, drop a forty ball is filthy. Nigga went seven for ten from three. Uh, anything you want to add about these niggas? They ass. Very. Very. Like, I'm really disappointed. This is, if they don't make the playoffs, I love Rick Carlisle, G. You're a really great coach. You, 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 uh, you, Dwayne Casey, came up with the scheme to, uh, realize that LeBron didn't know how to post up point guards. So you embarrassed the man and, uh, made the man average 11 points in the NBA Finals and to win a ring. But my nigga, I will highly consider firing you if we don't make the playoffs this year. If I'm Mark Cuban, I will highly consider it. Highly. And, like, I just, it's like, when I look at this team, I don't know what's going. It's just, maybe Porzingis, it's, Porzingis is in the AD type situation where it's like, maybe you need to play center, my nigga. That. And just. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think they need to re do something with the roster makeup, and that might change things. I don't know. It's just maybe the, how the team's currently built around Luka just isn't working. So that's all I can really say. Uh, oh, one last thing before we move on. Uh, so we are getting an all-star game. Uh, niggas is already trying to call it an all-star weekend, but all-star weekend has been, going, has been non-stop in Atlanta. In this, since we've been in a pandemic, niggas is gonna get sick. My half sister is already talking about she wants to go to Atlanta for the All Star game. I told her stay the hell away from me, please, because I don't need you getting sick, and I don't want to get sick. It's not fucking worth it. But we are getting an All Star game, <laughs> whether uh, the league likes it, whether well the league and the players agree to it, but whether we with COVID common sense like it or not. 
So, I think Adam Silver's being very disrespectful to Big COVID. Even Roger Goodell said, nigga, an all-star, even though the Pro Bowl was probably the lowest tier of all-star games, even Roger Goodell said, nigga, I don't even need the TV money that badly. I don't. And just how it's set up, I only think it's even a weekend. They say it's going to be a game and they may do a, some skills competition shit. I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci. And it's in Atlanta, the hotbed. It's COVID capital. That's COVID capital of black America. Um, and if you think 24 of the best players, which among the 24, I know include a James Harden. In Atlanta, and you think that his ass is not about to literally be in Magic City, any other Atlanta clubs, acting a fool, you're foolish. If you think the only people who who will probably behave and more than likely will behave is going to be LeBron. And Anthony Davis, because LeBron going to drag Anthony Davis playing as uh, to the arena and back and back to L.A. That's it. I don't trust nobody else. Maybe Steph will go home. Steph will go home. Bradley, as a matter of fact, that's just a perfect time for us to look at the uh, who the uh, the current uh, the first what you'll call it of uh, the the first vote returns. So let's see here. LeBron will go home. Jokic will go home. Kawhi is definitely going home. Anthony Davis is definitely going home. Paul George is married now, so he might actually chill. Steph Curry, he's going home. Luka, going home. Dame just had twins. He's going home. Kevin Durant, go- that nigga just hoops. He's going home. Giannis is going home. Joel Embiid's going home. Jason Tatum looks like he'll party and have a good time. Jimmy Butler, I don't know. Bradley Beal, that nigga may party his ass off. Kyrie is going to go to the hip-hop, the trap museum in Atlanta and blow sage. He's catching COVID. James Harden's catching COVID. Jalen Brown is an activist, so he may go to the Martin Luther King uh, Memorial. Trey Young, he already's in Atlanta, so he's been there, done that. A lot of them niggas is going to get sick. And you already been, and you already the league already has one of the strictest COVID protocols because literally we are I think it's like almost thirty games has been postponed. The Wizards went three weeks without playing basketball. Well, almost three weeks. That's a little extreme, but almost three weeks of playing no basketball. So they got a two weeks worth of scheduling to make up. Gee, it's not worth it to me. Gee, it's really not. And if you, if you did want to do it, you could have did it in a more safer state. So more likely, I know they're going to try to put fans in that bitch, which is going to be even worse. Because um, Atlanta already, Atlanta is one of the few st- stadiums with fans, as we already saw LeBron cussing out a white bitch. Um, like, you could have done it elsewhere, like Atlanta, G. <laughs> like, you, you picked a fun place to do it, man. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You picked a fun a fun place to do it. But um, your your thoughts on that. Your thoughts is my thoughts. I think it's dumb. Think they should have just had a bubble again. 
I still don't have a bubble. If they're gonna have a, if they're gonna have an All Star game in a COVID hotbed, all jokes aside, you should not be man. You should not be telling the the players they can't dap up. It makes no fucking sense. It really don't. Um, everything, like Adam Silver, would go down as probably the most player GM of all time. But how he handled COVID this season will be a forever stain on his on his uh, on his uh, commissioner status, bro. Cause you you not handle it. You you reprimanding players more than you reprimanding the arenas. You know, boy, do you reprimanding whoever thought a fucking All-Star game should keep going? Like that should have been a question. Nobody was missing it. All-Star weekend ain't the same thing without it being a weekend. It's so, an event. Look, look, man. It's technically a week-long event, damn near. A week-long event. It's just when the weekend kicks in, that's when, because literally it's, it's wild. Niggas loved our star weekend last year in Chicago because it, it was cold, nigga. It was cold. But the city was busting. It was last great moment for COVID hit. So, for all that being said, for all that being said, I agree with you. It's not the same. Even though, like, you can sit there and say, well, oh, Atlanta's open. It's still not the same, bro. Ain't no player about to go to no damn clubs like they usually do. It's, it's not going to hit the same. It's really not. And then it's even dangerous because everybody, everybody who's famous rapper-wise and all that is in Atlanta and they get shot or get a shot or robbed or other stupid shits happen. So you putting players in danger. Your best players. I just like it's it could be like I definitely agree. I don't could be handling this so much better. But I'm also putting onus on the players because the players union is clearly also pushing certain shit and Adam Silver is a player's GM. So and this is one of those moments where R.I.P. David Stern, but David Stern sit there and be like, "Look, man, I'm all about this bread and this paper, but also you niggas." And it's very, and this is going to sound very, very offensive. And yes, I know it's Black History Month, but David Stern would say, "Get y'all black asses out there and play, and don't worry about anything else. Y'all just follow these rules, these protocols. If you fuck around, it, look, it's gonna be a lot worse than literally just sitting out three to five days. You you fucking up bad." Plain and simple, so, so yeah. But they could be handling it ways, ways more better. But if the NFL made it to the finish line, the NBA can do it too. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be a, it's just, it could be so much better. But let's go ahead and get to the wrestling side of things. We're gonna recap the Royal Rumble. Um, before we do that, uh, even though on this podcast we do have did give Lars Sullivan a really hard time. Yes, we are we did, but he did get recently released and they I'm glad WWE and he also that Lars Sullivan and WWE had a respectful uh come to terms with it and the man has does deal with anxiety and that's a very important mental health issue that is meant to be taken serious. He did also recently lose his father. So it's a lot going on for the man and clearly and very clearly like it was tough for him to live his dream. Like yes, we made fun of him for being in gay porn. Yes, we made fun of him for hopping in other men's wives DMs and just being overly thirsty and stuff like that. But regardless, 
he has his mental health issues and it stopped him from living his dream. And I do applaud him for being, for one, open about his experience. But also I applaud him for not being a freaking jackass about let me diss WWE because like most of the fan, I won't say the fan base, the wrestling community is doing is like why is WWE releasing this man? But clearly, yeah. like he, him and WWE was in constant contact, and they was on good terms. So even if he may want to come back, it's a possibility the door is open. And but prayers to him, prayers to whatever he wants to do in his future endeavors. And I, I, I gained some respect for him for how he, and not in literally, he's still a racist piece of shit, by the way. But I gained respect for just the fact that he was open and not being a ding dong about oh how WWE did me wrong. Yeah, yeah but RP Bozo. Yep. So moving on. Uh let's go ahead and talk Royal Rumble teams. Royal Rumble is this past um Sunday. 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 Yes, yeah, past Sunday. Let me try and pull up the results again. Okay. So Pretty good. It was a really, I feel like it was a really good Rumble uh, event out from start to finish. I really didn't have no issues with anything. Uh, no, no problems with the winners. Um, fortunately, Keith Lee had COVID. But I feel like that changed things, even though some are saying this was the original plan. But, hey, who knows? But they went with, what, what, with a result that I don't have much of a problem with. Um, let's go ahead and get quickly into these results. Uh, first match was, and this was a pre-show, I believe, Nia Jax, Shayna, ba Sh Shayna Baszler, uh, get the belts back, beating Oscar and Charlotte. I'm not shocked by this. I'm cool with this. Um, I feel like they're the ideal women's tag team right now, uh, and you have time to build up the Riot Squad, or I think Lana versus Naomi. I mean, not Lana and Naomi as a tag team will probably uh, be going against them as well. So Lana get her licks back. So you have teams you can work with with them currently. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, it was a good. Wait, we talking about the whole card, or we just talking about the rumble itself? The whole card. Really good card. Um, I would say. Some of the regular matches, quote unquote, I was glad to that. But I was totally invested in say for instance, um But well right now we're talking about Nia Jax the tag, the women's tag team match. Oh, I thought you were talking about the whole card in general. Oh show to them getting the tag team goes back. Um still this women's tag division don't make no sense in my brain. So <laughs> I I guess that's the way to get the belts off of them. There was no reason for the belts to be on them in general. You could have had Oscar have an old feud against somebody, and then have like Charlotte and somebody else with the belts. But um, that's really it for me in that match. I don't even know what's up. All right. Next is Drew versus Goldberg. I think everybody had a huge sigh of relief. Yes. Oh my God, bro. That match was so fucking stressful. And it was like three minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Goldberg fucking ruptured a lung better than that match, but he did not look healthy. 
Isha really called the fucking quits after every match you look like you fucking hyperventilating or some shit. Uh well man. Where where Goldberg kicked out of the first um whatever do McIntyre call his finisher? And I was like, yup. And he hit that jackhammer. I was like, yup. Goldberg title ring. Vince don't give a fuck. <laughs> but it just it just adds on to Drew Hall of Fame run. Um, got the rocket straps on him. Honestly, if it ain't Edge, I do not know who's going for that belt. Yeah. Like, like, I'm just happy that Drew retained. The moment when Drew headbutted him in spirit, I'm like, yeah, Drew's probably about to lose this shit. But they handled it perfectly well. They remember that they built up Drew McIntyre to be a freaking tank for damage. So it's like, hey, I could take some spears. I could be speared through the, uh, the, uh, the, what you'll call it around the ring, the barricade. And I could get jackhammered. Pause. I'm still going to win this match. So I'm cool with it. It was, it went very fast as it should because Goldberg, like you said, has COVID long. So he can't, he can't breathe like that. But, uh, shout out to Drew, shout out to Goldberg for, a quick sprint, a really good sprint. Um, so next, Sasha versus Carmella. They've been ha- like I would say I don't really care for the rivalry itself and how it's being pushed, but their matches have been solid, so I don't have no complaints. It was a re- another good match. Sasha, Sasha clearly looked like truly like a champion in this match, and I don't mean in like a I mean in the sense of she was heads and above heads and shoulders above better than Carmella throughout this whole match. Besides, like, you know, Carmella getting some offense in. But Sasha just looked like she's clearly way better than her. So, I like how they booked this match. But it was a good match. Yeah, it was decent. Uh, that was one point when I thought Sasha was going to lose that belt. When she came back and really got put in Carmella fucking submission movie. I thought Sasha was losing that belt, bro. I was like, hey, Car- Carmella does have a very good submission move. It's a really good submission hold. I was like, damn. Maybe they had something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like how my call is in my job. Like, say, Kansas. Sam is one of the top sellers. Uh, is his name Sam? I don't fucking know. But, uh, like, say, for instance, like, somebody is one of the top sellers or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's... It, it's, I forgot that none of the I was going to fucking use, but fuck it. It's kind of like my job, my new job in terms of selling. Um, but I, I swear to God, I was going to be so pissed off with Sasha Banks while I was through. Like, so pissed off. But you. her winning makes WrestleMania about to be way better. Way fucking better. Yep. And the reason I had a, a feeling she was going to lose is because Sasha Banks Whenever you get comfortable with her title ring, she loses. That's when that's when she loses. G. So, so I was I was happy she was able to, to, to keep the title. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do both Rumble matches back to back. But um, Roman beated Kevin Owens in a very fun last man standing match. I enjoyed this match from start to finish. I just like literally I like when niggas beat the shit out of each other. Those are my best ma- favorite matches to enjoy. Last man standing match between these two was very fun. 
Um, I pray that this is the end of this feud. Please, God. Um, but shout out to uh, them giving us a great show. Roman running that nigga over with a freaking golf cart. <laughs> it's funny as hell. That was a funny-ass moment. Roman legit tried to kill this man at one point. Um, Kevin Owens literally is a tank for damage uh, and just puts on just great moments for us. Uh, as and as a big Kevin Owens fan, like, I'm not mad that he lost. I like that he literally did push Roman close to losing because it took Roman literally grabbing the referee saying, nigga, get the fuck out the way, bro. <laughs> And still won. And also, Kevin Owens had the bar of the night by saying, Is that your blood? Yeah, this is your blood. This is tribal blood. And proceeded to throw that nigga somewhere. Ooh. That was a bar of the night. And I thought Roman had a bar of the night. But shout out to Kevin Owens for that. But great match. Really great match. I'm cool with the finish. If Roman's also going to keep choking niggas out, I'm for it. So. You're being choked, Roman. Uh, I like the match. It's a little bit too long for me. But I like it. Uh, don't know who the fuck Roman going against next, though. But I'm okay with that because I do not want to see these niggas go again. It will hurt KO's character if he go again with this nigga. Um, but shout out to motherfucking Roman, bro. That nigga really fucking good right now. Really good. Yeah. Prime Roman is something different. Shout out to the uh, IO of relevant CG. Uh, so let's go ahead and do the Rumble matches. Uh, so Bianca Belair won the Women's Rumble, of course. Uh, her and Rhea was the final two. I don't remember who the final four was completely. I really don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, really good. Like, it was really good. Once again, uh, this is something I put some money on because my dumb ass... Well, yeah, my dumb ass. What I'm wrestling for? Look, no, look, G. Look, G. It was more like a rumble. It was like somebody did rumble slots. So, you're pretty much, you buy a slot. So, like, out of 1 through 30. So, I bought 5. It was 5 for 10. So, I was like, fuck it. And this worked for both rumbles. So, literally, it wasn't like I... But, when I looked at all the women that came out in the spots that I had... It was a joke. Jillian Hall came out, bro, at one of my numbers, and I was mad. The only one I had a hope for was Alexa Bliss, but I knew she wasn't going to win. I was one number short from getting Bianca Belair, and I knew I was going to win, and I was mad. So, yeah, I will hold my L and never probably ever bet on wrestling ever again, but it pissed me the fuck off. Either way, shout out to Bianca Belair. Her, she performed well. Red Ripley really showed out. Um, who else had a good showing? Of course, Naomi. Naomi comes back in every rumble and just looks good. Um, that moment with her, that spot with her and Bianca was trying to uh, not fall out. And then uh, Naomi used Bianca's hair and Bianca was mad as hell. That was a very... If, you, if you're if you black, specifically if you're a black woman, you know... You don't want nobody touching your hair. That was a very black moment in wrestling. So, shout out to that. But, um, but yeah, it was a really good women's rumble. I'm happy for Bianca. She Like we said on the podcast last week, it was hers to lose. Yeah. 
and she won that bitch. So we're happy. Uh, like Krishna said, but I reiterated, and I quote, this was Bianca's rumble to win. So I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Really great woman. I'm glad she's the Iron Woman. She was able to survive longer than everybody else. It's really freaking good. Uh, got some good elimination. Got some good character moments with her and Ripley. That's a nice fight to the ring. Her and Ripley had a nice little duel in the ring before she got flipped over. Many people. Um, literally no problem. If you want to say stars in the world, of course, Bianca. Naomi was the Billy Kay. It's fucking hilarious. Very. Okay? She's really good. So Billy Kay definitely was a star of Sarah Rumble. Lana becoming a really heartfelt baby face. Don't know how they did that, but they're doing it. Uh, that's pretty much it for me when it comes to like certain styles of the Rumble. Uh, who was that? Was that Michelle McCool or Kelly Kelly that came out? I don't remember. Either one of them. That bitch don't age. She don't. Let me see if I could pull up all the women. Don't age, bro. Whoever that is, do not age. I know Tori Wilson was among them. Okay, is it Tori Wilson? Don't age. I think it's between, look, Kelly Kelly, Tori Wilson, and Miz wife, do not age. That's some milk that hasn't gone bad yet. Ever, bro. It's crazy, G. I peeps it. I'm like, bro, they look like that. They look when they debuted. Yeah, they don't age. Forever stay beautiful. Uh, let me see um, if I can find entrance. Because I know it was Tori Wilson, but I don't remember. Shout out to Jillian, too, as well. Didn't know how much I missed Jillian. Shout out to Victoria. Oh, Victoria coming out was a moment too. They gave her the eight. They gave her the eight K special. I judge depending on who would get like the most hype in the match, depending if they got the eight K camera or not. So if they came out without the eight K camera, oh. But Bianca didn't come with the eight K camera, so I was kind of like, oh no, oh no. But yeah, nice, nice women's match. I can't find a damn entrance, but uh, also shout out to Alicia Fox becoming, I think, the second woman woman to win uh, the uh, 24-7 belt. So shout out to her having that moment. Uh, so yeah, so Men's Rumble. Men's Rumble was really freaking good to me. Uh, I know some people were hurt to sit there and say, see certain people like Big E get eliminated early on or, well, not early on, but I think within the last 10, I don't remember, but seeing Christian be top four, but it made sense. It made a lot of sense. So I'm like, I'm not mad at Edge winning. Like it made like, once again, we don't know what the hell's going on. Keith Lee got COVID for all we know, or me and him got COVID. So he's, he's in a, he's close contact. So it'd be that way, but. I enjoyed it. It was still a good rumble. Uh, Bobby Lashley throwing Dominic. To the moon was a moment, and I thought that was a setup with Bobby Lashley finally having his moment. But I guess 
our homeboy extra made a call that Vince McMahon said don't let that nigger uh, prosper so probably that but the men's rumble was really good um, I'm cool with Edge winning like there's no fans in the stands so I don't really have much of a problem with it clearly as long as Edge is healthy he's going to be on TV so it's not a Brock Lesnar or even worse a freaking Goldberg type situation so it's like clearly Edge wants to be around since he's healthy so let him be healthy let him be around either way I'm satisfied if we do get a Drew versus Edge even though I think I would prefer Edge versus Roman solely for the bars I know it's gonna be so many freaking bars thrown um but yeah so I'm, I'm cool with how the men's rumble came out came out Seth coming back was dope as hell like it was, I was happy to see Seth back. Like that's my nigga right there. So, Rumble's cool. I think it's a sure. I have to think about this. It's sure that that most likely Drew is not having his title after Mania. Um, if you think about it, he has his title after Mania. That makes it a whole year in which he held that title. Cat. Simple as that. Um. I think, you know, strong title reigns don't have to last a fucking year. So, cap if it goes on over the year. I think he definitely picks, I think he definitely picks um, uh, Drew. But I think the ultimate opportunity to get ultimate opportunity is the Monday after Raw and lose and drop that shit to the Miz. The Miz got money in the bank. So, me as real smooth transitional champion, have it till SummerSlam, or what after that. Um, but the Royal WrestleMania is looking nice. You know, let's talk about the Rumble. Uh, shout out to Carlito for coming back. He's on a semi, like, let's see what you can go with deal, kind of like how MVP was when he came back for the Rumble. Want to see what how, how, what goes on after that. That nigga is Jack. Um, fuck the fiend. I'm glad he wasn't in the rumble. <laughs> fuck the fiend. All my niggas hate the fiend. Um, except for Chris. Um, I'm, I'm any other people that I was disappointed in? Oh, we probably will never see Alex Black again. Be like yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. No NXT call ups other than Damian Priest. Damian Priest, which looked like a fucking star. And having him with Bad Bunny, we'll talk about that most likely next week. But shoot him to superstar. I'm telling you right now. He already got an influx of followers on Instagram just because he was in a, a couple of segments with Bad Bunny. So they got the yep. biggest Latin American, I mean Latin rap star in the world. Big probably one of the biggest rappers in the world, even though, you know, American eyes are so blinded. But he had more streams than your favorite rapper. Damn Yep. That's no lies. And they stream legit. You know fucking machines in Mexico streaming and shit. So um yeah, shout out to that. Uh shout out to just the overall really good rumble. Some people call it a perfect rumble. Oh no, I kinda want that number to get larger. Since the rock was so big, I think it should definitely start being more of a 40-man rumble. Um, I know the number 30 is significant, 
but a 40-man rumble, probably two, three every five years, or two every five years, or four every ten years. We we got a big ass roster, and a lot of you can make a lot of stars in that rumble. Shout out to Kane coming back and wearing a mask, even though he told his uh, county they don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> it was a decent rumble. Uh, and then this past week on Raw, I don't think really nothing major happened. Edge pretty much teasing who he's going to fight next. Uh, Miz and Morrison uh, pretty much is going to be Damian Priest's uh, first feud on the main roster. So I'm happy to see that. I'm excited to see where that goes. Like I'm a huge Damian Priest guy. Uh, I believe he will definitely be a star. Weird to see him as face, but I guess if they use him right, I ain't going to be mad at it. Um, but, yeah, like you say, he's going to be a huge star. And, like, the thing with him and Bad Bunny literally screams money in Mexican fan base. So, well, like, not even just Mexican, Latino fan base. So, you're winning in that aspect. Um, overall, though, like, Raw was decent this past week. NXT was really good. Um really freaking good um so and shout out to carrying cross still being very very anti people of color because now he's about to beat up uh the legato del plas phantasma group so clearly he is very anti people of color remember his last few matches were against keith lee damian priest and now legato del phantasma he does not like people of color. And I think he's in basking in it right now. That The roster is full of people of color. So, so be wary of that, people. But, um, but yeah, decent week in wrestling. Um, nothing interesting did happen on AEW or Impact. For, oh, wait, no. Kenta popped up on AEW. There we go. Kenta popped up on AEW. I don't know if he signed. Do I give a fuck? No. Um, but it's pretty dope to see somebody from New Japan pop up on there, um, of course. But that's really in terms of wrestling this week. Um, if you guys want to update on my current journey on uh, WCW uh, during its peak, because I already did the fall during its peak. I'm st- I'm right now. I'm in September 1997. Sting. Uh, they're finally building up the Sting versus Hogan, which is in Starcade at the end of that year. Um, Lex Luger is a bitch, and I really hate that man with a passion. Uh, I feel bad for Big Show. Like, I really do. Because I feel like he, when he's on the screen, he, his character then was so freaking good. Uh, I feel bad for him because literally they put him, they put Lex Luger on a higher scale than him, and that's fucked up. Um, Ric Flair getting played, getting played by Mr. Perfect is hilarious right now because I already know Kurt, uh, Kurt Henning slash Mr. Perfect is about to join the NWO and this nigga's begging him to join the Four Horsemen. He's really sad. Um, what else is going on? I think that's all the major storylines, but the, if right now it's the build up to Hogan versus Sting is going on right now. So, so. Be on the lookout for the next coming weeks of how my thoughts on that. Hopefully, I think by next week, I might make it to Starcade. Depends how fast I breeze through this shit. But, um, but yeah, so that's all I really need to add in regards to WCW. 
my WCW watching. Uh, anything else we need to talk about? Anything with UFC need to be hit on? Oh, uh, yeah. So, event this Saturday, uh, I think it's Alistair Overheat versus some Russian nigga who last name or Croatian or whatever it is. Last name begins with Um If you want to watch Alistair Overheat, you can get knocked out, knock someone out. It's the only two options. Watch tonight. I mean, Saturday. Um, thank God I'm off for the weekend, bro. Like, working weekends. I mean, not working weekends, but working a full week. They fast. I don't want to do shit. But that weekend hit way harder. Um, but the uh, Kamara Uzu versus Birds countdown is at. Uh, and most likely we see a either Nate versus Dustin Poirier or Dustin Poirier versus Connor 3 will be in the works or probably be enough sometime in the coming weeks looking like that. Look like the only two niggas you want to fight. Um, so you got that clean out. But other than that, UFC. Alright, cool. So, that's another episode of Threes from the Ring. We appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you copy some You Tweaking Media merch on Teespring by typing in You Tweaking Media. We will pop up, copy the merch. And merch includes face masks, hoodies, long sleeves, and regular old t-shirts for all men, women, children, babies too. So, make sure you cop for everybody. Uh, also, make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit, and comment. It's greatly appreciated. If you listen to the audio on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, make sure you follow and subscribe, whichever option it is. If you can rate, rate, we greatly appreciate it. And above all, no matter what, share, nigga. Share, share, share with the homies, share with the family, share with your girl. Might be a great Valentine's Day gift. It'd be greatly appreciated. But we appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. Avita Zen.